Thank you for joining the Capital Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is for you and that through these expressions of our community, you will find hope, healing, and belonging. To learn more, join us live every week online and visit our website at capitalchurch.co or send us an email at info at capitalchurch.co. Come on, let's get... Come on, let's give Jesus a big hand clap. Can you give Jesus a big hand clap? Let's give me a little more monitor. Turn on my monitor just a little bit more, guys. That's great. Thank you so much. You may be seated. You may be seated. I, I like to hear myself. I like myself. Uh, you guys are slow this morning. I have to say this. Um, great churches just don't happen. Great churches are are raised up by, come on, men and women. And uh, I just want to continue to always honor, come on, the founding pastors of Capitol, Pastor Ken and Pastor Connie. We're so grateful. Such great pastors, and Pastor Connie is my favorite. And, and apart from her immediate family, I am her favorite. So I'm just grateful. I feel the love. Amen. And then, you know, the Bible says that God is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's a God of generations. And man, well, look what God did is now this great church is being led by Pastor Chris and Pastor Kelly and the rest of the pastoral team. But can you give all of them a big hand clap, Pastor Chris, Pastor Kelly, everybody else? So, so, so good. And I, I really love being... In Capital, I love Boise. I love the Treasure Valley. And I would have moved here, but my wife didn't want to move here. So I'm going to blame her like Adam blamed his wife, right? And then so I get to come and visit. And it's just a beautiful place. You don't know how, how beautiful it is. You got like the best of like Seattle and, and Las Vegas in one place, right? You, you, got, you got mountains and you got trees, but you got sunshine. Amen. And snow and all that. It's, it's kind of cool, you know. It's like, oh man, Christmas really does have snow. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. So, so glad to be here. Um, we had a great, great first service at nine o'clock. I mean, it was. Is anybody stay over from the nine o'clock? Oh my God, are you serious? So I told them this. I told them this. They were the smart service because they knew I had to end because there was the eleven o'clock. You're not that smart. Because I don't have to end till 6 o'clock tonight. So just, just, just buckle up, man. I, just buckle up. I promise you one thing. I'll get you out so late. There will be no lines at the restaurants today. You're like, wow, there's nobody here. <laughs> Honey, it's 3 o'clock. And somebody said, is he serious? Yes. Nah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I just, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be alive. And and I, I was praying, and, and uh, because they, they always ask, people always ask, so, hey, can you send us your messages? Can you send us your messages as if I'm that prepared, you know? And so um, I said, I'll give it to you in the morning. I flew in last night at about midnight, and uh, so they only have one flight. It leaves at 9, gets here like at, I don't know, 1130 or whatever it was. So I got up this morning, and I was wrestling, so I just gave them two messages, two messages, right? And so uh, I, I settled on, on the message, faith from God, faith from God. And, and I pray that whether you're watching online or you're here today, here's my prayer is that, and this is this, as I get older, here's what my prayer is, 
is that not only you receive something from God today, but it sparks your own personal Bible study. That something sparks inside of you. says, I, I, I'm going to study that text myself. I, I want to dig into the Word of God. Come on, somebody, myself. I don't want to just hear just the preacher preach. I'm going to use that, come on, as a springboard to, to, to have God do something even deeper in my life, okay? So that's my prayer. That's my prayer today. And, and I pray that you would receive something uh, from God today. And, 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 and Pastor Chris is so gracious. He is so gracious. You know, and, and I know we use, I don't know if the right word is hyperboles or exaggeration, but I am not the world's greatest preacher. I am the world's greatest Latino preacher. I just want to tell you that right now. Because you all thought I was Middle Eastern. I'm Latino in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I just want to clarify, Chris, okay, that somebody said, is he serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. Let's go to the book of Hebrews for the sake of time. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to read a few verses and then we're going to skip over to Hebrews chapter 12. And, and um, I just, I really feel like this is a word from God and, and not just not just for my church, but for this church, for us as, as, as uh, followers of Jesus today. It says this, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The convictions of things, somebody say not seen. Come on, say like you have to say, remember, just say not seen. Say it louder, you're going to be here till three, say not seen. Thank you so much, thank you. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created Come on, by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So good. Verse 6 now, that same chapter, it says this. And without faith, someone say without faith. Come on, say it strong and say without faith. Yeah, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those, come on, who seek him. Now, please, the book of Hebrews chapter 12 We'll read just a couple verses in Hebrews chapter 12 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Somebody say every weight. And sin. Say sin. sin. Now, I, I don't want to get too technical here, but it, it really should. It really says, and, and the sin there is not just, oh, yeah, I got this sin or that sin. In the context in, in chapter 11 and chapter 12, it's the sin of unbelief. It's the greatest sin. We all struggle with that. So he says, listen, don't, don't let that trip you up, which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Here it is, verse, chat, verse 2. Jesus for all the people. Looking to Jesus. Come on, the founder and perfecter. Another translation says, the author, come on somebody, the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Just reading your word, God brings faith. Bring, just reading your word, God brings hope. And God, I thank you that everybody is here by divine appointment. Lord God, not just because their mama and dad brought them, not because they're going to get something to eat afterwards. Lord, you brought everybody here by divine appointment and you speak to all of us. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody said a big amen. amen. I want to talk to you very quickly on the topic of faith from God. As followers of Jesus, we must understand things about faith, something about faith. Come on, we're saved by grace. Come on, through faith. We walk by faith. We see by faith. We live by faith. We perceive by faith. It is faith in God. But I do think sometimes the topic of faith is misunderstood, misapplied, and sometimes mispreached. And so I pray that in the next just few moments that I would hopefully maybe just 
open our eyes to see something a little bit differently. Let's start off, though, with these pillars that I just want to lay the foundation. Number one, you can write this down. Faith is not a feeling or an emotion. It may be felt, but that's not where it starts. Well, I feel God, I have faith. No, 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 no. Just because you feel God doesn't mean that you have faith. It just means that you sense his, his presence. See, so many times we're not careful, we link emotion to faith. So if I feel it, then I must, I must have it. But our Christian walk has never been based on what we feel, but what we know. So it's, faith is not an emotion. It is not a feeling, although it can now be, be felt and it can now touch our emotions. There's no question about it. We are emotional beings and, and I'm emotional just because of my background, because of my upbringing. I'm Latino. We tend to be passionate by nature, right? But it is not a feeling. So the devil comes to you and says, well, you didn't feel anything today and, and you're not feeling God, so you must not have faith. The devil is a liar. Faith is not a feeling or an emotion. So I'm going to set you free because some of you don't have emotion for anything. <laughs> and it's something that applies to your faith. I don't have an emotion here. I don't have an emotion there. Well, I'm kind of stoic. Well, praise God. Aren't you glad that you don't have to have an emotion? Come on, somebody, to have faith. Right? And, and number two, write this down. Number two, faith is not blind belief that is worked up, but rather something imparted. Is that some blind belief? Well, you're, you're a faith person. So you, you, you know, you, you're not, you're, you don't have an intelligence. You don't have anything. You're just kind of blind. No, 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 no. Faith is in blind belief, but rather it is something imparted by God. It's a beautiful thing. I, I, I wish we would understand that, that, that I'm not just blindly following God. I'm not just blindly believing something because that is not what faith is. And number three, faith is not ignorant, but rather informed. We're not ignorant. We're not denying the circumstances. We're not denying the situations. Hey, Abraham, you're going to have a kid and Sarah's going to have a kid. I mean, Abraham wasn't ignorant. He said, God, you know that, that I'm a little bit old. And, and he said, and my wife is past childbearing years. What a smart man. That's a good husband. That's some good husband stuff right there. He didn't say she's old. Come on, man. Learn from the Bible. He could have said, man, she's really old, God, wrinkled, messed up. He was so anointed. She is past childbearing years. How old is that? Pretty young. Right? He wasn't ignorant. We're not ignorant. We're informed, which means this. Yes, I see the impossible, but I actually believe there's a God of the impossible. Yes, I know my circumstance. I know my situation. In my own ability, I cannot do anything. But last time I checked with God, come on, somebody, all things are possible. I'm not, I'm not ignorant. I'm not ignorant when I see there's more months than paycheck. Ah, nobody want to say amen. <laughs> yeah, I know you flunked Dave Ramsey, so did I, right? Wait, wait. <laughs> because I get tired of people thinking that faith is ignorant. Oh, you're faith people. You're just, you're just ignoring everything. Oh, no, I'm informed about a, about a God who is still greater. I, I love this because faith then, number four, write this down, has been given as a seed that can grow into a tree. Yes, come on. Jesus said, man, if you have faith like a mustard seed, 
You can say to the mountain, be thou removed. Come on, O King James people. Be thou removed and cast into the sea. Only in the kingdom is a mustard seed bigger than a mountain. Do you understand? Do you understand what, what God is trying to say? Jesus is trying to show you the smallness of something compared to the bigness of something. But when Jesus is in the smallness of something, it is still bigger than the biggest thing that you're facing. Man, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen right now. Somebody give God a five-second praise break right now with your hands and give God a shout right now. That's good preaching. <laughs> I mean, think about that. If you have the seed, that the, the faith has a mustard seed, you can. You can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, and, and it will be done. Biblically speaking, the word faith comes from the Greek word pistis. What does that mean? Well, it means always a gift from God and never something that can't be produced by people. It is God-given, God-transferred. It is God's divine persuasion is received from God and never granted by us. Biblical faith is something that originates in God himself. And the divine persuasion of God comes to the human heart. And he begins now to impart into you this faith. You're not here by accident. You're not here because somebody invited you. You're here by divine persuasion. You, you know, no, no, my mom told me I got to come to church. My dad told me I got to come to church. The girl that I want to date, she said, if you want to date me, you got to come to church. No, no, no. All that is God using all that. And he puts divine, I feel something. He puts divine persuasion in you that it is God himself that births faith in me. It is God himself that planted faith in me. It is God who puts it in me. And then how awesome is God is he waters it by grace. How awesome is it by God? that he actually now adds to it himself. And now he says, I, I've given you the ability to respond to what I'm saying. It is the divine persuasion of God. It is God beginning to move on your life and on my life. Oh, my friends, please do not make faith about me trying to work it up. Please don't make it about me. I feel faith, so I got faith. Please don't make it that you're just ignorant, so you're just putting your faith in God. My friends, it is none of that. It is God himself. By pistis, he puts it within me. And now I have divine persuasion. You cannot move me. You cannot move me. You cannot move me. Why? Because I have been divinely persuaded. Divinely persuaded by God. So, 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 just, just, that's just the opening. And, and I just wanted just to lay that, hopefully, for your study. And, and you would go study, maybe in, in the Logos program, some other program. Or break out your, 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 your books and begin to study. Because you need to understand faith. See, I believe that God spoke to me. And, and there's the theme for our church. It could be the theme for your personal life. It's faith forward. This will be your greatest year if it's your greatest year spiritually. Do you hear what I just said? It's going to be your greatest year spiritually, so it's going to be your greatest year. See, faith always is forward. Faith never works in your past. It never works. And see, some of us, instead of looking at our past, we reliving our past. You, faith does not work in the past. In fact, the Bible says now faith is faith is working in your present to take you into a God-given future. So I want to give you just, just three or four thoughts. And we'll see what God does. Number one, write this down. Faith from God 
Watch it. will be on the screens for you. Brings understanding to me. Faith from God brings understanding to me. Faith brings understanding to something we need to understand. Understanding into another realm. Understanding into a realm that God works in. It means that by having faith in God, it brings us into perceiving, understanding, and gaining insight into something we need to have in order to see what God wants us to see. We understand the beginning of all things. We understand that the universe was created by the word of God. There was not some random act. There was not some primordial cosmic goop and all of a sudden it blew up and here is the universe and here's the earth and here's the stars and here's the sun and it's all perfect in its orbit. How silly is that? It'd be like this, like, like all of a sudden, like, like we just, we just put a bunch of explosives on this property and we blow it up and all of a sudden the building's here. We're like, wow, that's amazing. Look what happened with that big bang. If that's what happened here, let's take that field next to us and let's get, let's get something really big and let's blow it up. Boom. There's another mall there. That's just amazing. All of you would be going, dude, you're smoking something. And if it was Nevada, it's legal. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? No, you would look at somebody and say, bro, come on. Do you really believe that explosion created this building? Do you really believe when we explode something in that field, there's going to be some kind of mall with design and, and the stores and, and all that? Do you really believe? How silly that would be. That's, that's how silly it is to believe that everything we see was created by a big bang. It makes no logical sense at all. It's like, it's like wearing this watch, which is a gift. So, you know, it's a gift and it's a nice watch. It's called a Rolex. Okay. But it's really a Folex. It's a fake one, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Imagine all of a sudden you're, you're, you're running down the beach and all of a sudden your favorite watch washes up. Oh, it's a Timex. Keeps on ticking. Keeps on, takes a lick and it keeps on ticking or something like that. Right. And you, and you hold up the watch and you go, my God, look what the ocean produced. We thinking, dude. You had too much to drink, too much to smoke, or too much something. See, see, all those examples are silly because we intuitively know that a watch that is pretty intricate, that the ocean cannot create something with such design. There must be a designer behind that design. Then would you apply simple logic to something that is bigger? It is called the universe. And we actually believe that there's a God by faith that when he spoke, he pulled everything out of the unseen and he spoke into the scene and the whole universe was created. So I have a question for you. If God's word can frame a universe, can God's word frame your world? Can God create new realities in you? Can God create, as, as Pastor Chris so eloquently said, that he can actually uh, uh, recreate neural pathways in you? Which means this, that I know it happened to you. I know you went through something. I know somebody touched you. I know it didn't work out. I know something tragic happened to your life. But listen to me, I still believe that there's a God that can still rework everything. What the enemy meant for evil, God can turn around. I want to preach myself happy right now. God, I said God, I said God, I said Jesus still has the ability. Please do not, I'm going to push back on culture a lot today. Please don't buy into the victimization of culture. 
Because the victimization of culture says that you're a victim, you'll always be a victim, this is who you always are, and you better fight for something to get something. Listen to me, just because I was victimized does not make me a victim. If any man or woman be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Oh, God, I, I almost spoke in tongues. I, I feel something so strong. Because I'm tired. I'm tired of people giving their power away to people. Just because you don't recognize me doesn't mean nothing. Just because you don't see the gift of God on me doesn't mean anything. I'm tired. I'm tired of whatever, whatever system you exalt higher than the system of God. I'm tired of all this stuff, whether it's political or social or economic or biological. I am telling you, there is a God in heaven that is still doing miracles today, that is still changing lives today. God, I I can say I once was blind, but now I see. <laughs> you don't even know you're looking at a miracle. I'm not trying to brag on me. I'm going to brag on God. Do you know I was a wall flyer in high school? I wasn't always buff and ripped like I am right now. I was actually. Lord, open their eyes that they may see. I've always had great legs if I was a woman. <laughs> My wife was attracted to me. She goes, those are the legs I've always wanted. They're yours, baby. Just say I do. <laughs> Just say I do. Long and lean, baby. Look at, I'm even wearing my man heels today to accentuate. <laughs> Somebody should laugh. It makes you look younger. Do you understand that? I could fit in with this wall. I was a wallflower. I was so skinny, the only thing that popped out was my eyes. That's what happens when you get hit with Graves' disease and the eyes create pressure and they pop out. Same thing that former President Bush's wife had. I had the same thing and I was that drastic when I was young. That's what happens when you've been diagnosed with Marfan syndrome. That's what happens when you get diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. So what happens when you get diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis is supposed to be in your wheelchair by the age of 25. That's what happens. I look back. Insecure. I couldn't talk to you. And I bought an eyeball. I pleaded with my mom and my dad to get me glasses that would be sunglasses so people wouldn't see my eyes. I'm not here to provoke sympathy or compassion. I want you to know that's who I was. That's not who I am. That's not what he created.
Well, I wish somebody would hand clap because God did something for you. Has God done something for anybody in this place? Whether you're young or old, if he has, give him a five-second praise break. You're breathing. You should give God some praise. <laughs> Sit down. You're scaring. You're sitting down. You're scaring the Baptists. Sit down. <laughs> and they, they were driving to the wrong church. Capital Baptist Church. No, we left the Baptist out. Do you understand? Do you understand that you're created in the image and likeness of God? Do you understand that you are God's masterpiece? You are God's poema? You do understand all this. Do you understand that you're not just natural? As a follower of Jesus, come on, you're supernatural. Do you understand you're not like everybody else? Do you understand what the enemy meant for evil? God is God, young lady, God, the young lady right there, God, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, with the, with the bun up, yeah, 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 you went like that, can you stand up, yes, I'm starting, uh, yes, I, I, I'm an 80s guy, and there's a song that's going around in my head, I'll stop the world and melt with you, it's a flock of seagulls, that's, it's anointed, <laughs> can you put your hands over your heart for a second, just close your eyes right there, I don't want to embarrass you, this is not embarrassment, but people don't even know you're a miracle. People don't even know you shouldn't have made it out of your teenage years. <laughs> do, 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 do. Miracle in process. Do, 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 do. There's a song. Whoa, oh, have you guys heard that song? Yeah, it's a song. Here's the thing. The Lord, Lord says, just, just let her, you should have never made it out of your teenage years. Things that tore your heart out. And people were looking and said, there's nothing good going to come out of her. But they didn't know that I had my hand on you, even in the darkness. I had, hand, I had my hand on you, even in the valley. I had my hand on you when everybody else gave up on you and you gave up on yourself. Watch this, this is so good. What's your name? Tatum. Tatum, you, uh, the, the hand that you have over your heart, can you just lift it towards heaven, Tatum? Just close your eyes. Does this word make, make sense to you, Tatum? Does it make sense to you? Have we met before, Tatum? No, I'd remember you with that hair. That's cool. That's the coolest hair on the planet. <laughs> if I had some, I'd, God, give me that. I'd, <laughs> I'm showing up next time. Hey, he's got dreadlocks. Yeah. Tatum, here's, here's, here's a cool word for you. You're going to punish the devil for what he did to you. God's going to use you in profound ways. Close your eyes. Power of God's going to teach you in about three seconds. Are you ready? See how naturally supernatural this is? Isn't that weird? See? Ready? One, two, three. Bam! Just hit you. It's not, it's not, it's not weird. It's not weird. It's not like, if somebody's weird, it's because they're weird. They're weird before they came to Jesus. They're weird after Jesus. Let's just call it out. Just, dude, you're just weird. It's okay. We like weirdos too. But some of you like get the Holy Ghost. You're like, oh, no, no, no. He's not weird, folks. He's different, unique. 
But some of you are like, like, I'm going to make God weird. No, you're making us look bad. How, how would I know something like that? I don't know her. Only God knows her. I, I just, I don't know why, but, but listen to me. <laughs> Faith in God brings understanding to us. I actually believe that worlds are being reframed. The word of God, watch me. You know what the Bible says? You want, how many want to be changed into a, a, a new person? Uh, come on, you, I'm raising my hand. You, let me tell you how that happens. You want to know how biblically how it happens? You can go to Romans chapter 12 in the New Living Translation says this, and God will change you into a new person by changing the way you think. The word of God is true, whether you believe it or not. I grew up in church and, and, and we have biblical baggage. Nobody told me this term. I just, was, I just said this when I was in a revival in Baytown uh, just two days ago. And I was supposed to be there one day. And the power got hit and I stayed the second day. And, and they probably wanted me to stay a third day, but I needed to come home on Friday because I was going to Boise on Saturday. And here I am on Saturday. And then I have a revival miracle service tomorrow. So I can't stay, although I want to stay, but I'd love to stay on Monday because what's going to happen tonight is going to be scary. But anyway... I, I just, I just, I just, I just forgot my point now. I don't remember my point. I was saying something. What was I saying? What was I saying? Right? Biblical bag. Yeah, biblical bag. I have biblical baggage. And here's the biblical baggage I had, Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris and Pastor Kelly I had this biblical baggage. And there was this old saying going in the church. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. That's biblical baggage. It's not even true doctrinally. Because since when do you believe it, believing it, settle it? The word was settled when it came out of his mouth in the beginning of creation. Why do we always insert ourselves in the middle as if I have to validate God? Me believing it doesn't make it true. God's word is true whether you or I believe it. Well, what happens, preacher, if I believe the word of God? If it doesn't make it true, what does it make? It makes it transformational. The word believed transforms me. Oh man, there's some people that saw me that went to high school with me. They don't believe I'm the same guy. They say, what happened to you? I said, I know I got more handsome. I know. God, all the glory goes to you. No, no, seriously, Benny. He never talked to me in my eyes. You always look away. You always look to the side. And now you're speaking all over the world. We found you. We know who you. And I said, this, I went to high school with this guy. You don't understand. That's not him. You understand? You understand in high school as a freshman, I was four foot ten. And I'm exaggerating. I wasn't quite that tall. And I was 85 pounds with my football pads on. I went, I joined football so I could weigh more. <laughs> uh, you think I'm exaggerating. I was emaciated as a kid. By the time I was, a, I was a senior, I was maybe five foot five, five foot six, and maybe 115 pounds, maybe. Ravaged. By faith, we understand that the Word of God is still reframing worlds today. Number two, throw it up there. Number two. Faith then lets me see, according to the scriptures we read, lets me see two realms, not one. For by faith we understand the things that are seen came out of things, come on, somebody that is unseen. That there is a supernatural realm that all the stuff that we saw, that we see, come on, came out of. 
I know we have the five senses and we have, we have sight, taste, touch, feel. We, we, we understand that. And we should be experts to, in, in the natural realm. But I'm telling you, there is another realm. There is a realm that everything came out of. Out of darkness. Come on. Uh, uh, God said, let there be light. Out of the darkness. We walk by faith and not by sight. I'm telling you right now, there is another realm. The spiritual realm. And the spiritual realm impacts the natural realm. Listen to me. You're not just sitting in a building. You're sitting in a God dream. What you're sitting in is not a, you, you get confused. You get confused. What, what you're on, well, this is Capital Christian Center. Man, we drove onto the property. You, you got confused because no, you're not driving onto a property. You're driving into a dream because God put something in a man or woman named Ken and Connie Wild and he put it in the spirit. He put it in their heart. He put it in their mind. He put it in their soul. And what you're sitting in is what God put in them. And now what you're sitting in is what God put in them. And what is God going to do? Because everything manifests out of the unseen into the natural world. That's why do you understand how powerful it is when you open up your mouth? Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. That you understand we're not just blindly confessing something. When God puts something in my soul and God puts something in my heart, I actually believe that I'm speaking those things. That's why the Bible says crazy stuff like this. It says, call those things that be not as though they are. That's why the Bible says crazy stuff. Let the weak in the natural say I am strong. The Bible is so, so illogical. It doesn't make sense. It does if you understand that there's another realm. Right now, if God would open up your eyes, you would see angels. No, no, no. You don't even know. There's have been angels that have been, that, that been uh, dispatched for you. Many years ago, I, I was preaching when I was a youth pastor, and I used to pray crazy prayers. I, I said, God, let the angels of God surround this property. God, I pray you're warring angels around this property. And then, then I made sure nobody was watching me, and I take some oil, and I'd be putting, and i go around the property, and they, they, well, hey, pastor, there's, there's, there's oil all around the sidewalk everywhere. What is that from? <laughs> and it was like the heavy-duty Crisco. Come on, somebody, oil. <laughs> Amen. Yes. <laughs> unhealthy canola oil, you know, and so it's a true story, right? Cause I got in cause it's getting late, but really I'm getting hungry, but watch this. It was many years ago and, and there was a young girl that couldn't come on the property. She was involved in satanic worship. She was involved in the satanic cult. If I told the cult, some of you would understand what this cult was. This was in Seattle. And one of my, one of the people came and said, pastor, there's a young lady out there. We told her to come and she said, she can't come in. She says, why? She says, because there's, there's things that are not letting her in. I, I, and I, I'd rather do this. So I go out there. I say, Hey, young lady, you know, Hey, come on in. Come on. I went out with some other people and, and uh, she goes, I can't. And I said, why? And she says, you can't see him. She doesn't, she doesn't know the prayers I prayed. I said, no, I can't see. What? There are massive angels. And one is standing right behind you. And they won't let me in. So I, wanted, so I said, uh, is he tatted? Because <laughs> if he's tatted, I know he's a bad angel, man. <laughs> Give me a tatted, like, orale vato angel. Like, like, like let's go. Does he have a sword or a switchblade? Come on, somebody help me. <laughs> it's the problem with some you don't have a you don't have a you don't have a sense of humor at home. You don't have it at church. You're boring. 
You might attract a girl if you actually smiled. <laughs> Some guy just went, hey, yeah, that's me, yeah. <laughs> I know this is weird and that's out there. This is out there. It's out there because it's out there for me too. It's like, woo, woo. It's like, woo. Now, now supernatural stuff's happening in our church and now we're, we're known as the woo church. You go to the woo church. Yeah, woo, yeah, woo, 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 woo. So I, I, I did this by faith. I said, Angel, she's with me. She goes, oh my God. I go, well, at least you got that right. God, yeah. She goes, he stepped aside. I grabbed her hand. I know this is weird because I want to push back on the American church a little bit. No, I want to push back on culture a little bit. I'm tired of culture getting louder and telling the church to get quieter. I'm tired of culture experiencing stuff, but that's weird. No culture. We are kingdom people. We are Jesus for all the people. We still believe that God is a God of the supernatural. Sit down. Sit down. You're scaring people. I'm tired of theologians. I'm tired of scholars stripping the gospel of the supernatural. Because if you strip the gospel of the supernatural, we're just a philosophy. Good philosophical teachings. Good moral teachings. But I want to believe in a God that could raise the dead. I want to believe in a God that could cause blind eyes and deaf ears to open. I, I want to believe in a God that still does it today. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to give towards this ministry, learn more about our church and events, or are in need of prayer, please visit capitalchurch.co.